is up, my fellow Redmen, and welcome to the season's first post-match recap of Yanks of the Cop. Joined us today, as always, is my brother Andrew and our good, good friend Rahomi. How are we doing today, fellas? Feels really good after three points. Doing great, man. Doing great. Yeah, yeah. First video for us, too, so I uh, hope you guys like this beautiful mug I got here. But um, <laughs> great, great three points, and I'm excited for the season. Yeah, that's right. So good to be here. And yeah, it was a hard three points, but I'm glad we won. Very hard three points. I know we're going to have a lot to cover today, but, but before we get into all of that, we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, he comes to us today from the YouTube channel Team Coppish, and you can also find him on Twitter at Callum Sanderson. It is Callum from, uh, Callum, excuse me, from Team Coppish. Callum, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Um, you know, love your YouTube channel and, uh, you know, how are you doing after the weekend, my friend? Yeah, thank you very, very much for inviting me on, guys. Really appreciate it. And thanks for the shout out. Um, I'll be honest, I probably aged about five years watching that game. Uh, <laughs> very, very, very stressful, but I'm just happy with the three points and happy with the win to start off the season. Not agree more. Cannot agree more. But I mean, let's get right down into it. You know, opening game against newly promoted Leeds, our first game as defending champions. Like Klopp said, he wanted to attack the title this season, not defend it. Um, but I think we have a lot to talk about. You know, four-three final. You know, pretty good performance from Mo Salah, obviously with the, with the with the Hattie. Um, a lot of defensive issues as well. And I just thought, you know, Leeds were pretty impressive. But um, Callum, as the as the guest on the show, I want to start it with you. Overall, what were your takeaways from the game? Um, I think you summed up perfectly when you said what Klopp said in terms of he wanted to attack the league and not defend it because it, it that's how we played. <laughs> we we played well attacking, but we didn't defend well at all. Um, I think we started off the game really well. We started sharp, obviously won the penalty quite early. Salah converted. However, the manner of the goals we conceded just, it really does, con it, it fills me with a bit of concern. I mean, the first one, from a lead standpoint, it's a very good goal. But from our standpoint, it's something that could have been avoided. Same with the second goal as well. And then obviously the third goal, you're thinking, right, we're going 3-2 at half time. We didn't play very well. We'll consolidate in the second half, not concede, and then hopefully get a fourth and then maybe a fifth. But again, it just didn't happen. The players looked complacent in areas. Obviously, Van Dyke's mistake. Um, Gomez didn't look right. Trent didn't look right. Henderson looked a bit off the pace, even though I think he had a good game. Um, but it's worth noting that obviously Henderson and Trent hadn't really done anything in preseason and this came back from international duty as well. So I don't want to be too harsh on the players. Um, and I still think we've got a fantastic team. And I still think, as things stand right now, with no transfer activity from the other teams for a little while, I think we'll win it. But it's not going to be an easy season this season. And we have to play better against the better teams if we're going to retain this title. Spot on. I mean, absolutely spot on. I completely agree. I mean, well, homie, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I think kind of, kind of like summed up, really. But I think like... Um... I think I've said before, like, it has been a concern, like, since lockdown, how some of the players are playing. Like, in terms of, like, there's been a massive drop-off, I think, in terms of the concentration and the levels that people are playing at. And I think people have gotten... I think one of the things that we struggle is, it's because we haven't got the competition in certain places. So certain players don't feel pressured. So they, you know, however they play, they're going to play. So Van Dijk's always going to get played week in, week out, whether he plays well or not. Um, and I think that kind of sometimes it counts against us. Um, and I feel that, I think a lot of these issues will be ironed out eventually, and it's not a massive concern. But obviously going into the next two games we have, we have to raise our performance. And we have to 
you know, because a lot of Leeds goals came from mistakes. You know, Leeds had, I think, it was what, three shots on and yep. three goals. Yep. And that's uh, really for Leeds that normally have a really bad conversion ratio. So I think, like, most of our goals just came from our mistakes. And I think you just need to iron them out. And I think some players, probably like Gomez, needs to rest. And, you know, Matic needs to come in. Um, and so I just feel like the issues that we can resolve, but we need to start, you know, we've got eight days into the next game. We need to start, like, focusing on the, like, defending side of it. Because we're, turning, we're playing, like, the 17-18 Liverpool, where we just conceded loads. Um, and it's attacked. So I think we need to go back, go back to the basics. I completely agree. I mean, I've never seen our, I haven't seen our defense look that bad in, in a long time, to be honest with you. Just the mistakes they were making, the lack of communication, uh, pretty poor across the board. Uh, but Andrew, what were your biggest takeaways? Yeah, for me, I think it comes down to what Klopp said. We're going to attack the title and, and not defend it. Oh, after seeing this game, I hope we do defend a little bit because that was just awful. Um, for me, it was came down to poor positioning defensively. We lack awareness. You know, Joe Gomez diving in when he probably should more have contained on the first goal instead of just diving in. I think he ultimately got Meg and then we got beat near post. Um, Van Dyke's mistake, I think, just came down to arrogance. Um, he's kind of looked like that for the past almost year, I would say, and he's gotten away with it. But now, especially a team like Leeds, you, you can't really do that. We can't afford to make those types of mistakes. The good news for me is that our defense is top quality and these fixes and these mistakes should be easy fixes. You know, um, I prefer these types of issues than issues up front. So I mean, we put in four goals. I think we're going to be okay. No, I agree. And I, you brought up an interesting point there, you know, with, especially with the defense, you know, I wasn't expecting them to play this bad, but it kind of makes sense when you look at it, considering, you know, Trent really just started playing, you know, about a week or two ago. So he's not up to fully fitness yet. Uh, same thing with Henderson. He really just started getting back into the swing of things. And in Virgil, like you said, Andrew, for the past year, I mean, we really, we give him a lot of credit for always being calm and composed on the ball, but it's, it's almost getting to the point where it's almost too far at times. Now he's making a couple of mistakes here and there. So I think he just needs to lock it down a little bit and show a little bit more urgency. But outside of Robertson, just the entire back line, Virgil, Gomez, Trent, they were all you know, they all picked the worst time to have their probably their worst games that they're going to have for a long time. And we we probably played Leeds at the worst time that you'd want to play Leeds. Their first game back being in the Premier League, playing in the Bielsa's system with that with the constant pressing, just high motors on everybody. Like they play proper football and they play their style of football. Mm. And first game of the season, they're going to have that energy regardless. And to go to Anfield with no no fans in the stands, there was nothing to really throw them off their rhythm unless we did something. And I thought we, we actually did play pretty well in that first 30 minutes. It was just, you know, piece of great play you know for their goal but we also could have prevented that and I think if that first goal doesn't go in we kind of would have been cooking a little bit more but um Calm I want to go back to you because coming into this game one of the biggest talking points obviously was Tiago we need to upgrade our midfield that sort of a thing and one of the people that everyone's been eyeing for is, is Nabi Keita and I thought he was great in about the first 25-30 minutes and then fell off but you know Calm what, what were your thoughts on his performance? So, yeah, Naby's a tough one. Um, Naby's actually a player that I think, talent-wise, is our most talented midfielder. However, he's just not been able to show it, whether it be form or injury. On the back of how he ended last season and how he played in pre-season, I thought this would be his breakout season. However, that Leeds game 
again concerned me a little bit because he just he just looked off the pace. There was a couple of the Leeds midfielders were running away from him. He wasn't following his markers. He was losing the ball and thinking that's not Naby. So it, it seemed as though he just. I'm going to hope and short that down to that was just an off off game for him. However, because of his reputation preceding him in the last couple of years since he's been at Liverpool, fans are going to be a bit harsh with him. But I'm willing to give him this season. However, if he doesn't perform this season or the injuries persistent, I think we're going to have to start looking at readjusting the midfield and who we actually build around in midfield. Because apart from Henderson and Fabinho and Wijnaldum, they're, I mean, I wouldn't even say Henderson and, White and Fabinho, to be fair, because they get injuries as well. Apart from Wijnaldum, you can't really rely on a, another midfielder mm. to get you sort of consistent 30, 30 plus games throughout the season, which is a bit of a concern. Yeah, McCallum, for me, I think um, most of the midfield kind of had a tough time in this game. I think everybody played yeah. decently well. They played good. They didn't play great by any means, but I think in times like this, in a game like this, you kind of have to tip your hat to Leeds. I thought that they did a really good job. They, that press is pretty damn effective. Um, like yeah. Steven said, I thought Keita played really well in the opening, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, and then he slowly fell off, and we made the early change in the second half. But, I mean, I think he had a great preseason. I'm still gung-ho for him. I hope he, I hope he comes out on top. But, uh, no, I definitely yeah. have your concerns. No, and I agree with you there as well. That that What you're saying just brings a bit of um, – a bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A bit of calm to the fan base. Because I, I think as fans, sometimes we can be so reactionary. Yeah. But what you say <laughs> there, it, it does make sense. Yeah, it does make sense. We can't say he's rubbish all of a sudden when for, since lockdown, he's probably been our best midfielder. And as you said, Henderson looked off the pace in, in spells and Wijnaldum didn't have a good game either. So all the blame can't fall on Naby Keita's shoulders. Right. I think it's well like, I was disappointed that we, we went 4-3-3 when we were practising for... 3 2 1 yeah, rest of the preseason. Yeah. So I didn't understand why he did that massive change. I think the players got used to playing that formation and then all of a sudden to then go back to 4 3 3. I think that caused also confusion as well. So um, I would have preferred us to stay, even for the next game now, I want us to go back to the 4 3 2 4 2 3 1 position and stick with that because allow that to build in rather than just going back to the 4 3 3. And I think that played a part. No, I agree. I agree with that, too. And I actually thought it was pretty interesting because, you know, like Andrew said, and kind of what we've talked about a little bit is, you know, the midfield really was kind of just a pedestrian game. It wasn't really great. It wasn't, wasn't bad per se, but just really didn't, didn't shock you, didn't blow your, didn't blow your mind or anything. And I thought it was very interesting. And I was even saying it to Andrew when we were watching the game. I don't remember the last time we played a game where we did not play through Robertson and Trent like we did this past game. I, I think it. I think Trent only had one or two touches on the ball in the first half going forwards. So that's what Naby Keita can bring. And that's something that we've all talked about is having somebody in that attacking midfield role that can really provide you a lot more creativity. And so we don't, we don't rely on Trent and Robertson to create everything. So teams can't just yeah. do a 4-4-2 or a 4-5-1 and just, you know, crowd those wings. So even though our team was a little bit pedestrian in the midfield, I did take that away as a positive that we were playing a lot more through the midfield, trying to create that way. And if we can get more consistent performances out of Kaita or even from Wijnaldum or Curtis Jones, that's going to add a whole nother dimension. So when Trent does get fully fit where, you know, it's going to, we can beat you a number of different ways. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about leads a little bit more because I was really, really surprised. I mean, I, I did expect him to pack a punch, but 
just they never stop playing their brand of football. And I really think that this is going to be a team that's going to be challenging for a top 10 spot. So, you know, what are your guys' thoughts? Is this kind of a uh, – are they just firing a high from being in the Premier League, or do you think that this is something that they can sustain month in and month out? I think they'll sustain it. Um, it's a Bielsa team. I, look, I looked at them – I mean, I've, I've been quite fortunate because I've been able to watch them a little bit last season because – Selfishly, I was watching them to see how Ben White would play because I was hoping we'd try and go for someone like Ben White. Um, but they just play a beautiful brand of football. I mean, in my opinion, they played out of defence better than we did on Saturday. Yeah. And I can't say that for many teams that we play against. So for them to come up and do that, it was reminiscent of how we played against Norwich on the first game of the season mm. last season. However, Leeds were just better. So I think Leeds are going to take a few scouts this season of some of the big teams and I think they'll be more than safe this season. I, I expect them to finish between 12th and, and 9th. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I was just surprised how they came to Anfield and they didn't sit back and defend mm. for 90 minutes. You know, they came in with a plan. They were tactically sound. They were extremely fit and they just attacked us. You know, when was the last time that Liverpool were outpassed and outpossessed by someone outside of the top six? I don't remember when it was. I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially at Anfield. I mean, I know there's no fans, but still, it packs a presence. But no, I was incredibly, incredibly impressed by Leeds. I mean, I did, I did just finish the Amazon uh, documentary or the six-part series, so that was that was really exciting to watch. I actually knew some of the players, which was great. But um, I, I think they're going to finish inside the top ten. I could see them finishing like like ninth, like Dal, like Dal said. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Giant killers for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as well, I agree with that. You know, I was surprised at how they outran Armfield. Uh, Armfield really, until Fabina maybe came on in the second half, did it look like we started to get some kind of foothold in it? Otherwise, they outpressed us. Um, and I think that's how, you know, Leeds are all set up under the bell serve. Like, there's high press and lots of energy. So I think, I don't think we maybe prepared enough for that kind of press that they were going to come at us. Um, and but I still felt at the same time as good as Leeds were. I felt overall each time they did score, we were we did score again. Like we still had that in us to then grab a goal. And obviously, when we scored the fourth goal, that kind of Leeds didn't really have anything afterwards in terms of being able to come back. So, but I do I do agree with you guys. I think that like Leeds will do like a Sheffield United and, and finish quite high um, and actually surprise a lot of teams with their style of play. Also, I'm not going to look forward to going to Ellen Road. I think that's going to be a tough place to go and get results. Absolutely. No, I think it's going to be a tough place to play. And, and what's even scarier is that, like, this wasn't even their best 11 either. You know, they had Rodrigo on the bench. Um, you know, so he once he gets in, into the system, you know, that's going to even give him more firepower. And, and they're still being linked. And what's that? Thank God he came in. Yeah, thank God he came in and drew that penalty for us. Thank God. Um, but no, then they're they're even trying to strengthen more. You know, they've been linked to you know Harry Wilson, a couple of other guys. So it's gonna be interesting to see what this team looks like at the end of uh you know at the end of the transfer window. And once all these guys get into the system, I mean they're gonna be a well-oiled machine, that's for sure. But one thing that drives me absolutely insane about this game, and I got into it a lot with people on Twitter when I was. Um, a couple drinks in there um, was that they were trying to use this game as a reason as to why we needed, you know, to, we, we really needed Tiago because of this. We really needed additions to the midfield because of this game. But again, when I look at the game, 
all three of the goals could go back to either Trent, Gomez, or Virgil being out of position. Or even if you want to throw in Genie uh, Wijnaldum for not covering on one play, you can do that too. And, and same with Curtis Jones. But when I looked at that game, I wasn't concerned about about really how we played going forwards. It was really just if we didn't make these defensive mistakes, this game would have been over a lot earlier. So, I mean, when you guys looked at the game, did you make, that make you think we need to bring in more people? Um, from my point of view, I think you've expressed that perfectly. I mean, I think in terms of just that game, that game to me doesn't say we need Thiago because of that game. I think we need Thiago because it gives us a different dimension. But going on the basis of that game, we created chances. We, for the most part, dealt with Leeds defensively. We opened them up quite a few times as well. But we just, one, we weren't clinical in front of goal. And as you said, two, we made defensive mistakes. When that happens, you're either going to have a high-scoring game where you scrape a win or you're going to effectively potentially lose. So we actually came out on the right side of a result that probably a couple of years ago we would have been scratching our heads thinking, how did we lose that game? However, Thiago, I'm I'm a bit biased because I'm a massive fan of Thiago. I do think we need him. Um, I think he adds a separate dynamic and dimension to our team. It takes a lot of the onus of Trent and Robbo as well. It allows us to play different formations, a different style. It'll allow us to adapt to different teams, I think, a bit better as well. So I hope we get him, but not based on that Leeds game, just because I want us to dominate the league and Champions League. Yeah, I'm going to go... Yeah, go ahead, Mohamed. No, okay. so I'm going to add one thing that might be a bit different. So, I feel that if you look at the game yesterday, Ahmed Phil didn't control that game. You know, it was too, there was at no point did we have full domination of possession or really control it. And I feel that if you look at the goal, people are obviously blaming Wijnaldum for the third goal, but Jones doesn't track his runner. And he just allows yeah. the guy to be running and score. And obviously, I feel that obviously there were mistakes made over that game, but I feel like I'm not saying we need a Thiago base in that game, you know. But I do feel if you had a Thiago in there, you'd keep the ball better, you'd control the game better, and you'd actually be the one running the tempo of the game and actually run the game rather than it being frenetic and fast-paced. Because that game reminded me of how we used to play under Brendan Rodgers, you know, end-to-end yeah. scoring yeah. goals. And we had no control in midfield whatsoever. And I feel that's probably – I can see – why well, some people are saying Thiago, because he'd bring that control. He'd bring that, you know, he'd be happy to receive the ball off the different midfielders and play it and show and show the option. So I can see why people are saying that. But overall, obviously, the goals did come from defensive errors and um, with Josely. So he probably he wouldn't fix that, but he would have given some element of control. That's the only distant aspect I'd give to it. Yeah, my I completely agree with both of you on, on both your points, but my only thing was that the midfield allowed their midfield way too much time to the ball. I mean, first goal, Calvin Phillips basically had a light year, had a century to, to pass that ball out wide to Dallas, or was it Harrison? Um, Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. Um, and then the second goal, I think, I'm not sure if it was Calvin Phillips again or who it was, but he had a, he had a long time with the ball as well. So. Our press, I don't think, was as effective um, against these guys. Maybe it was because Henderson was off the pace a little bit. But um, I don't know. I think, I think we're fine going forward. If we, if we don't get Tiago, I don't know if we'll win the title. If we do get Tiago, I think we will. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you bring up a really good point with the how open it was and how back and forth it was and how it really, it really did. Now that you guys brought, brought those couple points up, we really don't have that guy in the midfield when 
shit hits the fan, he's just going to sack up and say, I'm taking control of this fucking midfield. We really don't have that guy. Like Henderson yeah. is the leader. He keeps everybody organized in that regard. But, you know, Fabinho will go hard into a challenge here and there, but we really don't have anyone that's going to come in and hit you in the mouth. And like, no matter where the ball is, I'm going to go run and get that ball and control the, and control the game. We, we don't have that. And Tiago would be the guy to do that. Um, yeah. so, so, so that's a good point there. But um I did see that we just brought in some young goalkeeper. I think he was like 17 from Brazil. Um, yeah. Seems to be uh, I've, I've, everything I've read, positive future. You know, but I think that's like the sixth or seventh young goalkeeper we brought in. So I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know much about him, but I know that Alison recommended him. Like, because yeah. um, I think they trained together. Um, I think a while back they, they used to train together. So, but he's highly rated. Um, and he's in the mold of uh, an Allison, so he will, if he hits potential, save us money. He's got a German passport, so he doesn't need a work permit, and oh, he will qualify as homegrown. Um, yep. oh, that's good. Under the age of twenty-one, so if yeah. he hits potential, he save us millions. That's huge. Right. No, that's huge. And um, the one other thing I want to talk about in regards to this game, I did want to spend a minute on Mo Salah, just because hand up. I gave him a lot of shit for his preseason performances. I said that he was probably our worst player in preseason. And then he came out and you know had a beautiful hat trick. And what, what I loved about his performance is I know that he got two penalties, but even if he didn't get those two penalties, he was the best player on the pitch. It was, it was like watching him from two years ago. I feel like last year he became, he, he heard a lot of the talk about him being really selfish. He made a point to try to get his teammates more involved, but I thought, uh, in this game, he knew he had the advantage. Anytime he could take a guy man on, he was doing it. And when that happens and he's drawing all that attention, that's when it frees up things for other people. So I want to see that Salah. I want to see him being selfish because it's going to open up everything for everybody else. Now, what do you guys think of his performance? I mean, that's nine, nine and a half out of ten for me. Yeah, for me, Salah's he's just special, man. He just – every season, the doubt – is is he going to be able to hit the heights of the previous season and, and every season? I mean, this is the fourth season in a row where he's scored in the opening day for us. Yep. That in itself is an incredible stat. Um, I looked at preseason and, I, and I, I did understand the concerns. He did look off the pace, but I always say with Salah, he's a, he's one of those players that when it's time to shine, when the, when the big lights are on, if, if I was to compare it to a boxer, for example, he's, he's probably someone who spars and probably gets beaten up in the gym every day. But when the bright lights come on and he's on pay-per-view and there's thousands of fans watching, he'll go and get a knockout. And that's exactly what he did on Saturday. Pre-season, again, I agree, he was poor. But when it's time to stand up and be counted, he's one of the first people you look to and, and long may it continue at Liverpool. Yeah, but Callum, have you seen that guy's six-pack? I don't know if anybody's really going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. For me, I'll just add that um, at, at the post-match, Allison came out and he said Mo is angry. This is an angry Mo Salah. You know, he didn't get to, into the team of the season. He didn't get the golden boot. And it brings us back to 17-18. He wanted to prove all the doubters wrong. Oh, you, couldn't, you didn't think I could do it at Chelsea? Well, I'm going to do it at Liverpool. And that year, he had 44 goals in all competitions. So, I mean, he's off to a great start, man. I hope he can keep it up. Yeah, I think, I think with Salah, he's, he's grossly underrated by a lot of rival fans. Like, the disrespect yeah. he gets is crazy mm -hmm. how they don't, you know, a lot of people are saying, because of saying, oh, he's not in the top 
three players in the league, all this kind of stuff. And it's like nonsense. Like, consistently, he's scoring the goals. And, you know, like, it didn't surprise me. You know, I did feel, obviously, I had the concern, obviously, about Steven over pre-season. But then, you know, there was that thing, like, when he, you know, that did feel like it was Salah is the man, especially at home. He's the man to be counted for. He will step up and score you the goals. And I think also because Trent was quite tightly marked, it allowed Salah more space because of focusing. And also because I think Leeds played one-on-one. So rather than Salah normally having two or three players, he had one person. So that allowed him more space. And I think he killed Leeds. I mean, that, that goal of his was, was, was crazy. Oh. Like, it was a madness. Oh. That was beautiful. <laughs> that he put that in. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, no goalie no. in the world is going to save that. But, you know, the, the other two on the top, on the, on the front three, I feel like we have to have a conversation about because Mane had great movement. But even at the end of uh, the end of last year, this preseason, and now in this first game, his first touch is really failing him because there's so many times he gets himself in perfect position and all he needs is that good first touch to set up a shot and it's going to be a goal every time. And it feels like he has no feel for that first touch right now. And he cannot seem to get the ball out of his feet when he wants to. And then, you know, one step further with Firmino, again, I'm not going to complain about Firmino and his finishing. It is starting to get a little frustrating him finding himself in decent positions and he's either getting blocked or he's not using the right foot. But again, he was, he was behind Kaita at times, you know, he was behind Henderson at times. He was, he was coming all the way in to receive the ball. So I'm not going to, you know, press him too much, but I was more concerned with Amane and his first touch. Have you, did you guys pick up on that too? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I mean, right, a little disclaimer. I'm I'm Bobby's biggest fan, hence why I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you may have to take what I say about Bobby with a pinch of salt. Um, Mane, I think, in terms of overall play, as you said, was really good. But as soon as he got into that final third where we had to be devastating, it just evaded him. And usually he's the one who's probably the most devastating out of the front three which is weird. Um, Bobby is such a weird one. And I'm so on the fence with what we do with Bobby now, because I think, do we try and get a killer striker and, and drop Bobby into his natural position of a 10? Or do we persistent? Will someone like a Tiago who comes in and play makes from slightly deeper actually help him? It's difficult. Um, I mean, I can't sit here and make excuses for when Bobby gets into a good position and, and shoots and misses because it, it, there's no excuse for it. But at the same time, what you said was, of him being deeper than Henderson and Cater speaks a lot to he's not having that first thought of I need to be in the box. His first thought is I need to help build up play. And maybe that isn't going to work for us this season. I, I, don't, I just don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Well, I'm curious if Bobby would do better in a 4-2-3-1. You know, that pressure, mm-hmm. maybe put Salah up top um, or Minamino up top. I, I don't, you could definitely play around with it. But if Bobby's sitting back a little more closer to the midfield, Maybe that would help his confidence. Maybe he'd shoot more from outside the box. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. It would change things up because he was wide open on goal and he tried to take that shot with his right foot. I mean, mm. let it slide to your left and just put it bottom left. And it's, it's an easy goal. Yeah. You know, it's just um, – but I actually thought he played a really good game. I thought that he was pressing very effectively. He was dribbling past and gliding past our, uh, the Leeds opponents. Um, and he was linking up with, um, with Salah and Mane pretty damn well. So – I'm, overall, I'm not worried about his overall play. I, w- I just want to, I want to see him get goals. He needs to get goals. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we need to remember that Bobby is a ten that's been provided into a striker. So, you know, that's why I think in the four three two one, he's more, 
he comes alive a bit more because of he's playing that deep, that, his natural role. Um, right. And plus, also, he hasn't got the competition. I would love to have seen what would have happened if we had signed Werner and given him that competition. Yeah. Um, as much as I like Minamino, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's the natural replacement for Bobby. I think Minamino is going to be someone that plays behind more rather than actual out-and-out strikers as Bobby does. So I just feel that we don't have the competition, and that's why, you know, if some, we had the competition for Bobby, I think it would spur him to go to another level. And I think also him dropping deep is because he doesn't believe in the creativity coming from behind him. So if we yes. had a set Thiago, he wouldn't drop deep because he knows Thiago can bring Bro. the ball upfield. Yeah, Thiago can play the pass. So I think I think Thiago would bring the best out of all, all the front three and the around him. You said it right there. I mean, when Firmino was at his best, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's still fantastic right now. I mean, he's my favorite player too. But um, when he he was at his best was when we had Coutinho, who could take the ball through the midfield and have those quick little link-up players, one-two passes. You know, Coutinho finds finds Bobby, who finds Mane, who goes back to Coutinho. Those, Those tricky little passes when it's congested, that's when he was at his best. And I feel like especially now that we've been in more of a 4-3-3 and we really haven't had that defined attacking midfielder that we can, that we can rely on for link up play. That's when he's kind of started to fall off, not, not, not fall off, but especially when other teams evaluate him saying that he's shit and that sort of a thing. I think mm-hmm. going to that 4-2-3-1, having a little bit more, um, having the uh, our wingers not as wide, having that guy pretty much connected with him, that number 10, that's when we're going to see him. Like even in preseason, his, his connections were so much better. And I think that that's what he needs. He needs a creative guy around him who can find his feet and then know what direction to move to to get the ball back. Yeah. Shout. Well said, Stevie. Awesome. Um, but that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to talk about the game. I know we have a couple minutes before we have the hard stop. Do you guys want to cover Chelsea? Do you guys just want to um, get into that maybe later this week? Um, just next time. That's a whole other topic, I think. <laughs> cool. But what, what about some tra- uh, other transfer updates? Uh, you know, Wahomi, I know you're kind of right on top of that with all the dominoes falling. Um, you know, what are you hearing in terms of potential movement with guys like uh, Grujic and especially um, Harry Wilson? Um, I, just, I just heard that Wilson's close to Leeds. That's, that's in advance. Oh. Oh, I, don't, I don't know the feed, but that's what I've seen from some Leeds people. They're saying that it's quite advanced. Um, and then Grujic... They're saying as well that Borussia Mochi Black, that's how you pronounce Mochi it. Mochi Gladbach. Yeah. yeah, apparently they bid for him. Um, so Liverpool and talks for him. And also they're saying that Karius has a bid as well. Um, so there might be movements this week on those players from what, from what I've been reading. And, uh, Please, God, that'd be great. Get a couple of movements. Get some Thiago in here with a couple of movements. Please, God. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Um, well, in that case, I think we're good to we're good to wrap it up here. Um, you know, before we go, um, thank you so much for coming on, Caleb. That was awesome. Um, but just one more time, how can everybody um, you know connect with you, and um, you know how can we hear you talk more? Uh, so yeah, as you said, um, my personal Twitter handle is at Callum Sanderson. Um, feel free to slide in my DMs as long as it's in a, it's not inappropriate. Um, <laughs> you can also find me on at Team Coppish along with Drifty and Matt. Um, you can find us on YouTube. It's Coppish, so K O P I S H. Uh, that's where you usually find me. And yeah, feel free to just come and interact. I'm more than open to speaking to people. And 
yeah, loving what you guys are doing as well. So it's been an absolute pleasure coming on and really appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, but we we'll appreciate it. Well. Yeah, we're definitely going to want to have you back on, um, yeah, especially with definitely. some big games coming up here. Um, you know, we love your content. I think this conversation was great. So anytime that you want to oh, come on, you. feel free to shoot us a message and we'd love to have you on. But uh, Andrew and Wahome, any last words for the folks out there? Yeah, Callum, do you have any other reprints of that Bobby mask or Bobby face? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll pass it on if you want. I, I, uh, <laughs> I get it sent over. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we love it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, keep it, uh, keep an eye out for a major announcement coming later this week, um, you know, from Yanks to the Cop. We also have a Facebook and YouTube page coming out tonight. Tonight will be the first time anything's posted. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out there on Twitter. We'll share all the links. But otherwise, thank you so much. And catch us later this week for our pregame Chelsea match. Up the Reds, baby. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. See you guys later. Come on. See you guys. Take care. Take care.